everyone, it's Holly Noon here with So Please Understand. And if you're new to my channel, hit that subscribe button below, like, comment, and share this video or my channel. And today's guest is we have Stephanie Salter here, and she is a high performance and transformation coach, and she is a business um, and leadership development consultant. And so we are going to be talking about ways to monetize your gifts, entrepreneurship, and really just leveraging the talents that you have and making some coins, money um, off of them. So welcome, Stephanie. Thank you, Holly. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Thanks. So for, for the audience, um, if they don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, pretty much, like you said, I'm a, I'm a transformational coach, high performance coach. I'm a kick-ass uh, business consultant. I'm an advocate, a light worker, energy healer, mom, you know, everything that we have, you know, under that. So that. I started my business in 2015 and I've just been going ever since. Okay. So what made you get into entrepreneurship? Uh, so my background originally, uh, before I started my business, I worked as a uh, a um, advocate for a nonprofit organization uh, focused on domestic violence and sexual assault, human trafficking. Um, I was a transitional housing case manager, so I would really work with a lot of the women who were ready to leave violent lives and needed help in building self-sufficiency. So that really allowed me to tap into my coaching skills. It's like, I'm ready now what phase of your life? So not quite therapy, right? Coaching is more, I'm ready now what moments? And so being able to help uh, women rebuild self-sufficiency, um, starting over and just that whole process from career, finance, children, just all the things that we face on top of having court cases or divorce or trauma, you know, also. So I worked there for, I was with that organization for 10 years. I learned a lot and I really got more into the uh, advocacy part of it as well, because a lot of the work I would do would be advocating for these women to keep their jobs, not to lose their children, not, you know, and we had women at one point in my program that just got her GD, GED and a woman who had a PhD. So, you know, violence against women, you know, affects every socioeconomic, you know, that you can think of. So... I really realized I had to go in the community and advocate so more people knew about violence against women and you know one in four women are affected by domestic violence and how that affects the children in the workplace and yeah. the economy and everything and so I started doing training and then started doing straight trainings for the solicitor general's office and then I got involved with a few um, projects with the district attorney's office with trafficking and so that's really where the advocate work really, really picked up for me. And I found a new passion and really just the advocate side of it, as well as like the direct services. So you kind of took like turned a passion of yours and then you transformed that into your own business. And yes. so what would you tell somebody who's kind of thinking about getting into entrepreneurship? Um, they're like, hey, I have these skills. I'm, you know, I, I want to figure out how to make money with them, kind of, what was your thought process and kind of like saying, okay, I'm going to start this, this business? Well, for me personally, I have been fired from every job I ever had. <laughs> so being fired was motivation for me. <laughs> I can't fire myself. Um, and even every 
head, I would rise. You know, I would always start off higher than I ended. But the challenge for me in workplaces was organizational health, right? They didn't take care of their workers. You have all the office politics. We're not represented in leadership as a woman. You know, all those other things that come with the job. And so I always felt a need to kind of bridge the gap between the working force and then the Mm -hmm. leadership and higher up. And I always felt somewhere in between there. And I really wanted to be a conduit to, you know, kind of bring that world together. Like we need to be represented in leadership and at the table as one, a woman of color, as you know, uh, you know, just marginalized sort of, I, we needed that space. And so I couldn't find that in spaces that I work with. So I got fired. (laughs) So um, for me, that was my motivation, you know, that kind of was like enough's enough. <laughs> I'm not looking for another place to get fired from. Right. Uh, but for me, I, I think uh, what that boils down to is sometimes um, uh, you have to be pushed maybe into where you want to be. And I always say like um, that pressure cooker or just having to have enough is enough. You know, there's yeah. different entrepreneurial, you know, even with that, Um, I stayed at my job, even though I had already started my business. So I was trying to do the rule of thumb, like, you know, um, you know, stay until you make three times on your business. Unfortunately, I was only making two times before I got fired. Um, (laughs) But, you know, there's a lot of people who still work there full time and, you know, start their business on the side, you know, get into the gig economy, which is huge right now. So that it started for a gig, kind of the gig thing, independent work and stuff. And then I was like, I feel confident enough to do this to full time where I don't have to look for another job till I hit the finances that I want. Like that was the leap of faith for me. Like, okay, I'm doing well. I'm making the income. I'm just going to go ahead and dedicate everything to this now. No, no, that's great. And I think that's like a real story for many people. I think I was, I think I was reading something where um like people kind of had this it was like a negative to like still work your job and be an entrepreneur so you're not a real entrepreneur if you know you do both and it's kind of like no it's like a means to an end we all make that transition so I think it's great that you're sharing your story how you kind of worked both until it like took off enough for you to well you got fired but (laughs) (laughs) you know we'd like to Right. And that, and and that was the thing for me. Um, But it's like, it's easy to quit a place you hate, but it's hard to leave a place you love. So I love the work that I did. You know, I loved working with the women. And even when I started doing well and having success and knew I could do this, um, I was so connected to the work I did. And I'm like, well, I just got a new woman in my program. I want to wait or this one, this court trial is coming up. I want to wait until we get the, you know, and I kept pushing it off. So nobody talks about how to walk away from the things you love Absolutely. to do what you're called to do. It's so easy when, again, you're fired or, you know, you hate the job, right? But sometimes, you know, pain pushes into the vision pools. So sometimes pain can push you to where you want to be, but then you're more like vision is pulling you. So I had to be more pulled by the bigger picture of my life than, you know, being pushed. So yeah, that, that was a challenge. Like nobody ever talks about walking away from what you love doing. I love what I do. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But I need to move on, you know? Right. And so we were talking about this before. If we, if you were to give like a handful of tips, <laughs> a <Yeah>. handful 
Um, what it would be five ways to something to think about to monetize your gifts that you that you have? Okay, I would give y'all a handful, <laughs> and I'm gonna give you a handful and a resource to go with the jewel, right? Okay, great. So I'm gonna give you the jewel, and then the necklace, the clasp. <laughs> My words again, all these jewels, you're right, like, where do I start? You just right. gave me a bunch of jewels and I have something to hang it on to. Um, so, and I wrote them down so I can remember. But the first one I would say is, I call it the get legit or quit. Remember MC Hammer had that mm -hmm. too legit? And it's yeah. funny because I was on the clubhouse uh, yesterday and he had, it was like the MC Hammer, you know, um, his birthday celebration. And I was like, oh, oh my God, this is matching my too legit, you know, get legit or quit. Okay. So anyway, um, it's basically get legit or quit. And uh, I've had so many people who have are in the gig economy or doing side hustles or however you want to say, or starting their business, and they're still doing it out of the trunk of their car, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And gig economy, gig work is basically any work where you work independently. Mm -hmm. um, and it's an independent marketplace. So that is, you know, a lot of people think of Uber drivers and stuff yeah. like that, but it's the wide range of professions from contractors to artists, to freelancers, to, you know, on-call workers, seasonal workers, like the gig economy is filled with a lot of things. So um, I always say get legit. And um, LegalZoom is an awesome tool. You know, if you're just not, if you didn't go to school for business, then I always say, you know, just spend the money on that part, you know, instead of right. going to get an MBA, you know, and like figuring all that. Go to LegalZoom, you know, get your business, get your business license, your EIN, you know, make it legit. Yeah. And that is the first step. Um, during this pandemic, I worked with a couple of businesses. Um, one of my clients was already generating from her online business about 25000 a month. Wow. And that takes on new problems. And she did all this and hadn't legitimized her business. So when it hit and it failed, she wasn't eligible for a lot of the PPP, I see. you know, assistance because she was still doing it under her name. And so it was like, oh, I didn't, I, and then a lot of it only, you had to have your business started before, you know, 2018. Right. And it was like, why didn't I, why did I wait? Right. So that would be the first, right. And then you get all the kind of great tax breaks and, you yeah. know, if you work from your house, you can write all these cool things off if you use your car to do stuff. Right. And so you really get some of that tax, you know, benefits from right. doing business, you know, as a business and not just yourself right no absolutely yeah no, so legalzoom.com it's all in one you get free consultation with it you get to talk to a tax attorney uh, you know they kind of really set you up and say like what are, exactly are you doing and they can tell you should it be a sole proprietorship should it be an llc should it be you know this this do i need a dba you know because i'm also doing this you know you can tell them all of your pipe dreams and they'll say this is the best way to start it and set it up Oh, so it's like, so LegalZoom is a good resource to help set the infrastructure up of your business to kind of yes. get you moving in that right direction. <laughs> yep, And they'll be the registering agencies behind it too. So they'll be the ones to send off for a little setup fee. They'll send off your stuff to the state, get your EIN number. They'll be your registering agency. They'll keep you legit. Nice. They'll okay. keep you legit. <laughs> good resource. <laughs> um, so the second thing I would say um, is to do business with businesses, right? Okay. 
So a lot of business, when you start off, it starts as an individual, you know, like right. one person, one person, one person. And it's like, okay, I can't do that forever. Um, so I always say do businesses with businesses. So this is the city, the state, okay. federal schools, institutions, you know, whatever field you're in, what is the business associated with that, right? So if I know how to write curriculum, you know, I'm an educator, I know how to write and do trainings or things like that, turn things to e-learning courses, you know, I just have that little talent or skill, then I might want to partner with schools okay. um, to say, how can we, you know, turn your training into an e-learning course? Maybe I need to partner with them um, because businesses, you know, normally have it in their budget to do this kind of work. So they already have the money to give you. Right. It's a matter of you going to get it. Yes. <laughs> so um, I always say, you know, also think about a bit, you know, to do businesses with businesses. A great resource for that is the um, is really SBA. Okay. So that's the Small Business Association .gov. Okay. Now it is tough to navigate because every state is different, but that is what they're supposed to do. <laughs> That's why they get funding. They have free webinars. They have a lot of different tools that really are very helpful for small businesses. So I will say this, if anybody who's watching this DMs me, the little thing is on this side. If you DM me or email me, I will send you a list of your SBA contacts and you can give them a call. They actually answer the phone, believe it or not. You can give them a call and actually talk to them and say, hey, I need help with this particular thing. Right, um, right. So, but sometimes just going through all of that navigating is time consuming. Yeah, so yeah. if you DM me and you tell me what city you live in and what state, I will give you a personalized phone roster of the SBA support in your area. Yes. So it's going down in the DM. How many numbers? Yeah. <laughs> Stephanie. And they're updated, they're new. A lot of times I'll, people go through that and then you do all that, find a number and it's like, oh, they're not here anymore. Or, you know, yeah. or it's the wrong email. It's like, really? And so, yeah, I'll send you exactly who you need to talk to. No, that's a good, that's a good resource. Cause you're right. Like I think as entrepreneurs, you can, you'll get on Google and you do your research and it can be so overwhelming with the amount of resources. So definitely take Stephanie up on her offer <laughs> because- if someone can point you in the right direction in a much more efficient and quicker way, <laughs> uh, yeah. save that time. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and my thing is that um, with, it, it is so much to, like I say, navigate. And so, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs are in their business. Right. So, you know, they don't necessarily take the time to be able to do the business side of their business. You know, right. so if you have those direct numbers and you know what you need, um, if say you want to do business with the city or the state, it's like, how do I get started with that? Give, send me all the things that I need to make that happen or to get my business certified. You know, right. that's another way to do businesses with businesses. If you go after bigger contracts. So, um, and you can now get your business certified for free. It used to cost like $500. I'm so excited. It's free now. Yeah, um, free. but to get your business certified as a woman owned business, a minority owned, you know, all the different certifications. Yes. So my third one is consider partnerships and collaboration. So who can you make beautiful music with? Yes, love that. Who can you make beautiful music with? 
And nowadays, everything is about partnership and, collab and collaboration. So I talk to my solopreneurs a lot about this, right? We got like 20 different preneurs, right? We got sidepreneurs, <laughs> mompreneurs, solopreneurs. I know. We just keep adding to it. So I talk to my solopreneurs about partnerships and collaborations. And I always think some of my favorite songs are a collaboration. Like Beyonce, right. one of my favorite Beyonce songs is the one she did with Justin Timberlake. Yeah, no, I love that song. I'm like, you know, I'm like, they're, yeah, they're, you know, moving by themselves, but collaborations are just another way, again, to monetize, you know, and, and get those coins, like we said. So um, Chamber of Commerce is a great way to find those partnerships and those collaborations because Chamber of Commerce is basically the hub of where your city does business, right? right. So... If you get connected to them, and they normally will have like our chamber of commerce has a women's business, women in business group. Oh, nice. And so that is where I got a lot of my plugs and, you know, connections to, and, you know, you talk and, you know, who's hiring and who needs this, what, you know, you kind of really get the insight of, of what's going on in, in the city or in your community. And so um, chamber of commerce is a excellent way to find those collaborations and partnerships that make sense for you. You know, it wouldn't make sense for Beyonce to do like a collaboration with, you know, Bob the Builder. I don't know. Like, right, right. It's going to be hitting some stuff like she's making it musically. You know, it's got to make <laughs> sense for you. So I right. see a lot of people say, I got partnerships with this or cl I'm collaborating this. And I'm like trying to connect the dots. Like, how's that going to put money in your pocket though? Right. No, absolutely. They're, I they're doing good what they're doing, but how does that work? And it's like, I don't know. I just felt they were somebody I should know. <laughs> Like, I don't need to know them. They don't know what they do. So, yeah. Um, but for me, I'm, my business is business. So there's a lot of people I can collaborate with, which is pretty awesome. Right. Um, so the fourth one is a find a need, fill a need. Mm, I like that. So not everybody has maybe a passion or it's like, huh? I like to, you know, put little boats, little sh um, boats in a little ship thing. Who's going to pay for that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? I can make a gazoo out of my mouth. No one's going to pay for that. Right. They might, but you don't yeah. know how to monetize that. So I always say there's a, um, a find a need and fill a need and you can do market. Um, they have like market research or competitive analysis. Okay. Um, where you can see like, where's there a need in a market? Where's there a need um, or a gap in services somewhere that I can fill that need? And I always say, if you're a person that's like that, like I don't necessarily have a passion or I don't want to monetize my passion or person, like I like to sing to myself or I can't right. not sing, um, then find whatever your genius is, then that's what you can market. And so Roger Hamilton has this amazing book called The Mastermind Millionaire. The, yeah, is that the, the Millionaire Master Plan? Okay. The Millionaire Master Plan. And he takes you through what kind of genius are you? You know, where's your strength? Are you detail oriented? You know, are you an ideas generator? Like I'm an ideas generator. I got ideas all day. How can I monetize that? <laughs> right, right. My, my, my husband is an income generator, right? He's more work where he's like detail. I can get the tedious things done and sit here for hours and figure out IT people or, you know, right. so really find your genius. And then that's the market you go to. And then you say, what is the need or something where I can bring that skill or that talent 
and you know maybe do freelance work or something like that. So that is also a way for people to, you know, monetize something other than maybe their job. You know, they're looking for another stream of income or something like that. Yeah, that's a good um, recommendation because I think when you think of like people who use Upwork or Fiverr to like find freelancers, I mean, there's I mean, there's a freelancer for everything it seems like on there. Um, thinking about like, hey, you know, you think you need a logo, there's someone who makes a logo, but even like, hey, do you need me to like, um, just type your notes from class or do you need me to um, do your PowerPoint? You know what I mean? It's, there's someone there who would just fill a need and it's like, it's very convenient. And hey, it's another way to make money, so. Absolutely, and I think the, the report that just came out about the gig economy, it said businesses, um, higher about like 27% of freelancers. So yeah, they have a big company in this, but besides their employees, they're also hiring people on the side to be specialists or to come in and work with the teams. Or I know a lot of um, around this time and with the pandemic and, and, and what's going on in the social movement, there's been a lot of companies that have reached out to me and said like, do you know someone who can come in and do diversity and inclusion training? or we already have an HR and we need to find a strategic way to like bring more diversity or to have this conversation with our employees or, you know, so that became a, a huge way that they were freelancers or bringing on contractors to assist their teams. Okay. A lot of businesses are really trying to go towards the global agenda, UN global agenda with their businesses. And they're like, we need to hire, you know, people from the UN or contractors who know that world to show us how do we, you know, make our business more green or, right. you know, things like that. So they're tend to hire a lot um, in that. And maybe that's you, maybe you're just, you know, like I said, detail oriented, have this other thing you're like enjoying, right. like I'm really in the social movement, but I didn't think I could monetize that. You totally, right. yeah. you absolutely can. Good to know. So that is the fourth one. And, um, the last but not least one, it's the most important, I would say is to invest in yourself. You are your gift. Right. You are your gift. You are your talent. You are your skill. You got to invest in it. If you would invest, what, what student loans up to now? A billion, quadrillion dollars or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> right. Um, so uh, invest in yourself. You know, um, take the money to go to the classes, you know, get better at your skill, hire on a consultant uh, to help you figure out and navigate the business world um, and just really invest in yourself. So I think um, the, the money is there. It, you know, they said uh, the new report that came out for women-owned businesses said that now women businesses um, are the fastest growing businesses nationwide and women of color are rising twice as much. So we, women of color, oh my God, we are just, if you have, if you get a chance to look that report up, it's so many great things we're doing yeah. in business right now. This is absolutely the time to get in business. Um, so I don't care if you don't know what you want to do, just legitimize something, get a name and just sit on it and wait. This right. is a really good time. So I always say invest in yourself and, um, this is probably the best time to get in business because there's so much opportunity now. And um, we can find a way to capitalize on us being marginalized, right? Yes. So if we've been capitalized off, you know, marginalized and people have capitalized off of that, why wouldn't we do it for ourselves? 
Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't mind going after contracts that are for women only right now, women of color only, and fully being able to take advantage of that. You know, I always say when you're marginalized, it makes you kind of be able to scale the bigger buildings. So you got to work a little harder, but that makes you better, you know, it makes you stronger. So um, that would probably be the the best, um, you know, the, the fifth fifth one in, in digital entrepreneurship, digital business is really big right now. So I would definitely say invest in yourself and and you'll find a way to monetize whatever you're passionate about. I've been working with a lot of people who are activists and advocates like myself, mm-hmm. and they're making the transition to say, you know, I think I really want to pursue, you know, advocacy and activism as a full-time thing. And I'm like, there's so many, again, avenues to do that, um, to turn that um, that purpose and profit and bring them like sort of together. Yeah, these are, yeah, that's great. And I, it's like, <clears throat> I follow um, some of the younger people. <laughs> I mean, I'm young, but then I follow the ones that are like, say, just getting out of high school or in college still on their Instagrams right. and just see them in their social activism and how they're literally taking their like social media platforms and turning those into organizations that have merchandise and, you know, they're on, you know, major networks talking. It's like, wow. And these things only started like less than a year ago. And it's it's amazing how they monetize it in just a short amount of time. I absolutely love it. And what I, when I work with the younger entrepreneurs, because the gig market primarily is for people from 18 to 34. Everybody does it, but that's like really the growing market for it right now. Right. And I've even noticed in the businesses that I'm working with that is growing. Um, And during this pandemic, when business kind of went up in the air, um, one of the things I had to remind people is like, your your product is not your purpose. Mm -hmm. Your gift, your talent, your skill is your purpose. And now adjust the product to go with the times, you know, to be adaptable. And so you saw businesses who really thrived during the pandemic because they had that adaptation sort of built in or that leadership built in and said, you know, yeah, we were able to serve it this way, but we can't anymore. And now we have to adapt. You know, we got, we can't have people come and sit in anymore. Mm-hmm. I love seeing, I know the statistics, you know, about businesses, but I'm more interested in the stories behind the statistics. Absolutely. So I've been connecting to people's stories and they got so creative on what they did to adjust business. You know, we can't do this anymore. So we turned the parking lot into a drive-through or we did yeah. these cool things. I know people who, you know, lost their job and kids were at home and they, you know, I'm like, turn it into business, charge people 10 bucks to drop off the kids and set up a whole learning course and social distance, set up your house. So right. it's like they, adapt, they adapted. And some people were so stuck on how they did things that they really, you know, didn't survive. Even, I mean, some companies I thought, oh, they'll definitely do amazing. Yeah. You know, their their revenue is probably huge, huge. And they just crumbled because they put all of their stock in their product. You know, they thought their product was their purpose. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, what was the purpose of you starting this business? That mm-hmm. is your, now adjust your product. Let's uh, change the product. No, no, it's so, it's, it's just interesting where I've seen, like, when you see these stories of these entrepreneurs thriving, where it's like, okay, I, I used to cater events. Now I just like mail all my food across the country. And it's like, how clever, like, oh, like I came across a guy who was a vegan chef and he was saying, hey, remember when we used to cater these events and now he's like shipping his 
organic brownies and cookies across the country. And I'm like, that is so clever. And, it, and you'll see those stories where it's like, I was doing this and now I've let like, you know, you know, a hundred, you know, uh, USPS boxes outside my front door, ready to ship orders across you. Like it's, I love seeing those stories of people who got creative and innovated and adapted. Right. Um, and that's why it's so good to collaborate and partner and find your tribe and yes. ideas generator, get that in your tribe, you know, yes. <laughs> find that talent, bring it into your circle. Uh, because a lot of times the people who just don't know how to see around the corner, you know, who are not necessarily mm. innovative and, you know, can, can kind of find a way where there is no way. That is why it's so important to collaborate and partner and bring those people in on your team to see that and then be open, you know, to, you know, kind of adapting and things being a little different and trying things out. But that's what makes entrepreneurial, like they call it a spirit for a reason, you know? Yes. So I think like it, it takes a little, uh, something mm -hmm. mm, X factor yes. um, to be able to really be an entrepreneurial and kind of all the things that come with that, whether you're introvert, extrovert, you know, whatever your talent skill is, we all share like a common thread. Right. And so I think that's one of the things, you, you know, being open to is it just makes it that much more impactful. I agree. Well, Stephanie, this, thank you for those handful of gems and I appreciate it. So where can our audience find you, reach you? I mean, I see the banner in the background. <laughs> so. you, know, man, you know how people been doing all the like points up and TikTok. I don't do TikTok, but I'm like points up, points <laughs> second. Like this is my version of doing that, but it's a little bullet, but that's what I yeah, the thing doesn't pop in with like the the white. Right, right. I just thought it's a banner and then point this way where it looks like. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Talk about creativity, um, <laughs> but so I have a podcast called the Everyday Leader Podcast, and it's really just a really fun, like you said, kitchen. What do we talk about? Inviting people yes. into this world. Um, to take everyday situations in our life and choose leadership, right? So leader, being a leader is really not a something appointed, it's right. a choice. Mm -hmm. And how do we lead in our everyday lives? Everyday little scenarios where we could choose to be the leader and, you know, rise above. So we talk about everything from business to relationships mm -hmm. to um, marriage, because me and my husband do it together, okay. uh, to children, to parenting, to investments, like basically everything. And um, we talk about how you can become an everyday leader in your life and these things that you face personally. And so that can be found on every um, platform, the Everyday Leader Podcast. And then you can uh, find me on um, social media just through my name. Stephanie Salter is spelled very unique. So it'll only be one that pops up. Yes. I used to hate that as a kid. Like, why do I don't care Now in the social media world, I'm like, thanks, mom. Right. <laughs> And don't worry, I'll drop all her links below in the description so you can find her there as well. So um, check the description below the video and I'll share all her, her links and how to find her, her bio. So, and if yeah. you let me know, you, you did the, you, you saw me on Holly's show, then I'll make sure I send you the personalized numbers to the hat is that you can't find it online. I'm telling you right now. So um, I'll make sure I give that to your listeners. And, you know, thank you for what you're doing. I, I absolutely love your platform. Aww, thank I you. absolutely love it. Yes. Yes. Bringing awareness Perfect. to different issues. 
Yeah, as soon as I saw the book, and I, I've got to get my book because, you know, Carlton, of course, you know, when the book first came out, but I'm like, now I want it signed, you know. <laughs> so, but okay. it's the perfect time. I mean, it really can be a training manual to go into businesses that really need help on how to navigate through these conversations. And this is a great time. Um, I know everybody's saying these is hard, hard times and, and, and challenging times, but, you know, where there is, you know, challenges, there's hope and there's change yeah. and there's transformation. So we have to kind of grasp onto that part of it and say, this is our time. And this is, you know, our time to make impact and everybody is responsible to contribute to impact. Absolutely. However you can do that, you know, whatever capacity. Yeah. So I thank you for doing the work that you do. Yes. Now everybody go check out Stephanie's podcast, The Everyday Leader, and follow her on social media. And Yay. again, Stephanie, thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thank you, Holly. I appreciate it. All right, guys. Until next time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>